Hey guys, Jeff Beggins here. Thank you for listening to the BE3 podcast. For the last 25 years now, with 55,000 transactions, billions of dollars in sales, coaching and training thousands of real estate agents, we've seen a lot, we've heard a lot, and we've done a lot, and now it's about giving it back to you. It's about empower, educating, encourage you to be the best you can be and take you to the next level. Thanks for listening. All right, what's going on, B3? What's up, guys? I'm, I'm excited to be back. I've had a couple weeks off here. So did Vipka have to like physically unchain you or like how did that work? Just kick me out. She just she was probably tired of you. Yeah, She's she, like, oh my God, for the love of Pete, go to work. <laughs> no, it was good. So we got a new little girl at the house and um, everybody's happy and healthy and good. So I'm excited that awesome. for that and excited to be back and learn the new level of juggling, correct? Yes, that is going to be a fun experiment for you. So... A lot obviously piles up when you take a couple of weeks out and get a bunch of great new people that are mm-hmm. working with us. And I spent some time in the last two days with a bunch of them and figuring out what is the best way to get to the next level, right? Which we talk about nonstop. It's always about that. And I thought this was relevant that I wanted to talk about today and just get kind of pretty tactical about what we did. Because this is an agent, he's been an agent for a while, he's very successful, also as a contractor and has a bunch of different creative ideas and a bunch of different paths in his head about how he's gonna build his business, which is great, and I honor the creativity. But I also have to beat him down into the simplicity of the world that you cannot do that and be successful at this stage of your career. You've gotta be so micro-tactical at what you're gonna go do. So we broke it down into four, four things, and that's what I wanna kinda of make sure we walk through today about the four things I walked him through um, today. Okay. And then I, I think, know you just had a cool interview too. Yeah, I think it's this is going to be an interesting topic because I think, you know, I, especially with new agents that I talk to, but even some of the experienced ones. I mean, the the guy I just talked to is an experienced agent. You know, has some deals under his belt. It's how they're taught, right? Uh-huh. It's they're taught this is real estate. This is how you make money in real estate, right? Um, which is really interesting because the way I equated that to him was that'd be like me taking you to a buffet and saying, no, this is the only stuff you eat. Right. right? And what I explained well, what to him about was, the other stuff, right? The, what I explained to him was the, the way we approach is a little different. There's no, you know, there, there are people out there that are telling these people that the only way to make money in real estate is door knocking. Right. I'm sitting back going, can you make money door knocking? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. You can. But that's not the only way, right? I'm looking at it saying, no, this whole buffet is how you can make money in real estate. What we're saying is, if you're going to come to us, all of these are available, but let's pick one and go there first. Right. Let's start right? here. Let's start here. And which one we pick is 100% customized to that agent, their skill set, what their revenue, what their income goals are, what their business goals are, right? That all plays into what the personality type is, all of that. Mindset. Mindset, skill set, all of that plays into which one we decide to, right? Yep. Yep. And, and that's the different, it's a different approach. Like I, I thought that was very, it's just a logical thing. Yep. But the more and more agents I talk to, I realize, no, they're not. What they do is they come to a broker and the broker's been successful, or they go to a, re, uh, a real estate coach, and that coach has been successful coaching one way. 
Right. And that coach says, no, this is how you do it. You make these contacts and you knock on these doors and you do this and you do this and you do this. And that could work. Yep. It probably does work for the agent that's willing to do those things and likes doing those things. And is wired the same way that coach is, wired is 100%. the same way. Let's go through this one. So that's the step two on this plan. Step, so here's what I did with this guy. Very creative, great, great agent. And said, okay, step one for the next level is to figure out where your current level is, right? Which yep. sounds simple, but it's not. So current level and what do you want your next level to be? His simple thing was we needed to add two deals a month. That was it, right? So two, that's, that's a lot, by the way, and I get it. That's 24 deals a year extra, right? But two transactions a month is what his goal was. So I don't even talk about anything beyond that until I get to the reasons why. What are you going to do with the money that comes from two transactions a month, right? So we mm -hmm. figured out the whys and all that. I'm not going to get into that. And then we went into what is the lowest hanging fruit, right? And I go to there all the time because anything that's not the lowest hanging fruit you're not going to do, right? And you can say you will, and you can promise you will. You might try it for a little while, but consistently, you're just not going to do it because you don't like it. It's, it's full of failure and resistance and anxiety and fear. And you're going to talk yourself into how it doesn't work. So why even waste our time? So we're going to say, what is the lowest hanging fruit for you? Now, I want you to think about what your lowest hanging fruit is because it's either this way. You've, there's two groups of people, if you want to simplify it. There's people that you know, and there's people that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Got it? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that know a lot of people and enough people to go get two transactions. This particular agent is here from California. He does not have a big sphere of influence here. So yeah. his lowest hanging fruit is totally separate. I'm just texting with another agent that's new with us right now. And she has thousands of people in her sphere. Mm -hmm. She's very well respected. You met, you interviewed yeah. her with me over there. She knows a ton of people mm -hmm. that know her, love her, respect her and want her to do well. And so for her to go talk to people she doesn't know is dumb. Yeah. Right. It, I, I shouldn't say, I'll say dumb. It's not a wise use of time to go do that because she, she was trying to go join different marketing groups and all kinds of things, which I admire the desire and the ambition to go meet people. But you already have a lot of people that you already have spent the energy meeting. Let's cultivate them. So her low hanging fruit is just to reach out to your network and reconnect and educate and become top of mind. And anything above those answers, I'm going to smack her back into that answer. Yeah. For her to go door knocking down a neighborhood will work, yeah. but it's a waste of time because she's got a cute little kids, very limited time period to be very effective. And for her to be able to get out of bounds, we got to bring her back in for this quarter and next quarter. Right. Right. And then when she has an extra 20, 30, 40, 50 grand in the bank and she wants to cultivate a different avenue, we can help with that at that next level. But for this next level right now, it's low hanging fruit. So this yeah. guy doesn't have that luxury. He wishes he had 3000 people locally that really liked him. He yeah. just doesn't. So here's what we went through with him. He can door knock, he can advertise, he can buy leads, he can do all kinds of stuff that he had. And it come to find out he actually turns and flips houses too. Okay. And he's got one right now that is on a very highly visible road, Gulf Boulevard, mm -hmm. right? In a very nice affluent neighborhood and he wants to sell it. So. Where do you think his lowest hanging fruit is going to be? <laughs> there. Put there. a sign out in the front. Yeah. Sign in front of his house. Market the crap out of it from an open house perspective. Stage it well. Go knock the neighborhoods and just go meet people. And yeah. Because he doesn't know the market well enough, so he's going to snag buyers. Go teach them the market while he teaches the market. He's going to make money doing what he needs to do. He'll pull two transactions out of that a month. Easy. Easy. And every time he says, yeah, but what about me learning this new program? we got to go back. Nope. Right. So that's kind of the double edged thing with what there's a broker telling you what to do, but it's because we know what you need at this stage. 
right? Yeah, but I well. think I think the difference is though is a broker not telling every agent the same thing, that's, right? Because yeah. at the same time, yes, we're prescribing. That's what we're here to do. We're here to guide you. The question is, does your broker is that are they knowledgeable enough? Is your coach knowledgeable enough in all the different aspects of how to grow a business, not just one or two or three or four, right? Because you know, in the same way that you told her she should never go door knock, right? Yeah. We have an agent like Charlie who that's exactly his it's business model, right? It's all he should do mm-hmm. is go door knock because he's great at it and he's willing to do it and he it works, right? And he's they're built, wired differently. He's built a great business and yep. he's different, right? But his goals are different, his ambitions different, everything about what he's needing to do and what he's trying to do is different, yep. right? And so that's the thing. We have a versatile group that no matter what our agents want to do, we have expertise in that area to go help them do that. And, and I think that's one of the biggest things that is missed. Well, that, that's right. And we've worked really hard to build a huge depth chart of support yeah. right, from, a, from this company. But I think what's interesting is that we're completely aligned with the agent because when I'm telling Shauna to go do what she needs to go do, selfishly i'm telling her to do what she do because we only make money when she makes money yeah so she wants to make money quickly and we want her to make money quickly so the minute she says i'm going to go join this group i'm going to say that's not going to make us any money collectively let's not do that right now you want money for the holidays for your family let's go here right and then the other guy says i want to go do this i said no we're going to go here right so that's what's great that's the difference with like normal coaching yeah right if you pay somebody they get their check regardless of what happens at right. the end of that month from the coaching session. So the alignment's a key issue with whoever's actually guiding and coaching you. And it's, 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 it's well, performance-based in essence, It's right? interesting because I was talking to an agent last week who was currently paying for coaching. She was at a boutique brokerage. And, you know, the broker, she was getting uh, 100%, right? But because of that, broker does nothing. So she had a monthly fee and all of that. And so she had just recently started paying for coaching. And I said, hey, just out of curiosity, I won't say who she was coaching with, but I said, hey, did, did they ask you when you called, you know, before they assigned the coach to you, did they ask you about you, what type of business you were trying to build, what your skill set was? Did they go into that at all? And she said, well, no. And I said, well, how in the world do they know how to coach you, right? That would be like you being like, hey, I need a coach, but I don't know what sport I'm going to play yet. Go talk right? to Joe. And they just give you a football coach <laughs> because that's who they have, but you want to go play baseball. Right. That's a great right? analogy. Yep. Like how? How could you possibly ha- assign a coach to someone? And in most of these coaching firms, there's some really good ones. I don't want to knock them. Yeah. But they are built around a very similar system. They're trained by usually one person at the mm-hmm. top, right? Who's in yep. training them to train others, yep. right? And they specialize in stuff. You know, you have some that specialize in more social media and marketing, and then you have some that specialize in more of the old school real estate and whatever it is. But those, the, the theme is if you go to one and you look at all the agents and all the coaches, they're pretty much training on the same system, right. the same which thing, which will work. Yeah. But will they work for you? And more importantly, is it the most effective thing for you? And enjoyable. And enjoyable. And natural. And because and and if not, it's like you going on a fad diet, right? It's going to work, but you hate it. And three yeah. months in, you're going to cheat on that diet and it's it's going to be over, yeah. right? 
So instead, you have to find a lifestyle that you are comfortable in a way of eating that allows you to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, but still maintain it. And that's the same thing in this business. And I, I just, when I look at this coaching and then a lot of the brokers out there, they're training one way. And that's something we try really hard with our agents and with our, even with our content. If you go to Beggins 3, there's content on there about how to run Facebook ads. There's content on there about how to work expires. There's content on there about how to do for sale by owners. There's content on there about how Instagram, to door knock. LinkedIn, Instagram, door knock. LinkedIn, you name it. It's Remind all there because it. we know that it's, there's not one thing that's it's right for everyone. Yeah, it's got to be. But the toughest part is to get you to pick one. Yeah, that is. Right. The, but that's the Good coaches. Point. That's why we brought in Otis. That's right. Right. Yeah. And that's what I was explaining to, to Brad just now was, hey, listen, we can train you until we're blue in the face. And we know all the ways that you need to make money. We know all the mental blocks you're going to have. We know it all. We've yeah. seen it thousands of times. Right. Yeah. We know it all. The biggest gap is going to be you trusting us to say, hey, now that we've gotten to know you, we know what your skill set is. We know what type of business you want to build is trusting in our process that, hey, we have all of this, but we're going to have you go do this for a quarter. Yep. Trust us. Yep, yep. Follow that. Believe in Otis. Let him help you, guide you down that path. Yep. And at, after a quarter, we can reevaluate. That's the hardest part. And if you don't have someone that's actually sitting there helping you make that decision and guiding you, it's even tougher. That's the third part on, on this list of four is first is how much do we need, right? number of mm -hmm. transactions a month second one is what's the lowest hanging fruit for you and identify just the lowest hanging fruit and then once we're done with the lowest hanging fruit we're going to go to the second level of lowest hanging fruit and then the third one is time blocking with urgency and i'll never forget this when i started when i started my career it was so important to follow the schedule which it still is right that's your schedule is your only job right remember that the schedule is your only job and it was drilled into my head and at that time from you know, 9.30 until noon was prospecting time. That was lead gen time. I was banging on doors. I was knocking on, right? Knocking mm -hmm. out phone calls, banging on doors. That was it. That was lead gen time. And nothing got in the way of that one. It was so critical. And it was explained to me that if you had some unique disease and you had to sit in this chair from 9.30 until noon every day and get a transfusion, right? Or you would die, how many of those transfusions would you miss? None. Zero. Right? Like not even an option. There's nothing that would happen right. that would cause you to say, yeah, maybe I'll skip tomorrow. Yeah. It's a, it's a non-negotiable event. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't do it. And yeah, when you'd you, be there every single time. You, if you can time block with urgency and commitment to that level, you cannot fail. Right? Right. It's impossible. So I don't care if it's 9 to 12, 10 to 11, 3 to 4, 6 to 7. I don't care what it is. But you have to have a time that you can so guard that nobody can mess with it it's impossible to fail, right? And you have to take action during that time. Yeah, I was going to say, and that's the other part, though. No distractions during that time. Don't listen to us. Don't watch any of our stuff. Don't watch anyone else. During don't, that time. Yeah. Shut your phone off. During that time, you are doing your legion, whatever that is. If that's door knocking, if yep. that's sending texts, if that's going on Facebook and prospecting through Messenger, if that's running an ad, it doesn't matter. Whatever that is, you are dedicated to that. That was actually the fourth one of the four is okay. say no to everything else. <laughs> everything. So Which is the hard part. When you're sitting there going through your lead gen activities and somebody shoots you a text saying, hey, my buddy's moving here from Austin. You want to show him some townhomes? You're like, Pew! 
Of course you Gone. are. But but I get it, right? Because if I'm that agent, I, I was, had a conversation on Monday with an agent who has been with us for a bit, and she was feeling a little lost, right? She yeah. She's getting that squirrel syndrome despite sitting there coaching with, with yeah. the manager, who I know is very good, and coaching her in the right way. She's got a lot of mental, personal mental things that are going on that are that her drunk monkey's going crazy, yeah. right? And so we talked through a lot of that, but... You know, I get it. In her situation, she's got a she's got a medical situation with her child that basically she's like, you know, I I've got to to make money to solve this problem, right? That's and so drive. in her head, when that text comes through, even though she's doing over here what what her manager told her to do, and she's over here trying to do it, that text comes across. How is what I mean? What do you say to her? What? How is she supposed to say no to that when she, she she's trying to get a paycheck? That's a great point. That's a great point. There's two things we always say, right? You're either building a business or doing a transaction, and a lot of it is scarcity based and urgency based. Mm -hmm. But there is no reason she she. Here's the answer. She has to say, "I would love to," and I'll call you at twelve oh one. I'm in a I'm in a meeting right now. Right. That's, That's the right the answer. answer. That's the answer. Yeah. I will get back to you. Thank you very much. I'm in a meeting and I will call you at 1201 as soon as I'm finished. Yep. And the moment you don't do that, you're dead. Right. You're, you're absolutely dead. And then once you get that at 1201, you better run them seriously through the, the prequal process funnel that we go through. Right. Call them, talk with their lender, figure out yep. where they want to be. Do they have a time frame? Do they have a neighborhood? If they don't, don't spend time with them right now. Right. Especially when your time's valuable. And that's the thing where it gets very misleading. Yep. She's going to call that person because I have to call them because they're, it's they're my paycheck, right? But then what she's not realizing is if they're not really the paycheck, she's dedicating all of her time now to something that's not going to that's drive right. a revenue that's keeping that her not. from... Because at the same time, he's checking out apartments.com right. to see where else he could live and he's not and, telling and her And that, that was essentially my advice to her was, listen, you can never get tied to the outcome ever. ever. You've got to fall in love with the process because the outcome may not happen. It may not be the outcome you want. It may be that the sale falls apart, but if you've fallen in love with the prospecting, then you're gonna keep That's prospecting it. and you're gonna keep going. There's gonna be another one right behind it. Because when you're honest with yourself about your business, you need one, two, three, four deals a month. That's it, right? Yeah. With the anomalies that need a lot more than that. But most people, two to four transactions a month is, that's great business, 25, 50 yeah. deals a year. That is a great business model. Mm -hmm. You do not have to say yes to everything. In fact, you can't. Shouldn't. You've got yeah. to be very specific and very guarded with your time and treat leads as leads and incubate them and work them through the process, but do not convince yourself that they're real until they're ready to go. And that goes back to this one. So time blocking is urgent and the whole point of lead gen is to have options, yep. right? If you've got options, you win. And my option is who am I going to work with today? I've got four people that want to look at houses. Who's really ready right now? Because I don't have to work with them. If none of them are ready right now, I'm going to choose my option to go find somebody who's ready right now. Right. You got to keep prospecting right, to get them my one or two deals a month. So, you know, something, something interesting that came out of that too is, you know, obviously we talk about a lot of this, even the execution of this depends on your why. And one of the things that um, Chris Reed was there actually at this, at this coaching. And one thing that he said that kind of stuck with me that I never really heard it put this way, but I thought it was a very in, an interesting mindset was she had mentioned that her why was her child, right? Having mm -hmm. these medical issues. And Chris said, well, 
let's stop right there. That's a terrible why. And she, you know, and I, I, even I was like, dude, that's yeah. kind of mean. Like, what are you like? That seems like a really good why, right? Like that's right. motivating. Right. Um, but he's right because what he explained was that that's a stress situation, right? So what's the first emotion when you think about, okay, your why is, is this medical issue, but what's the first emotion that you have when you think of that? And she said, well, stress. And he said, exactly. Like, so you're having stress be your motivator versus positivity or something you actually need or want to be, you know, that's positive. Yeah. You want positive thoughts coming through when you're yeah. doing these things. And so your why should never be tied to something that's negative or scary. It needs to be tied to something positive and motivating. And that was an interesting approach because I saw her that kind of shift in her mind where he's like, we need something else, right? We can't let, you know, the medical, the paying off that medical stuff or doing that, that can be a byproduct, right? Right, And that can be a stress reliever once you have it, but, the, but that can't be what's the driver because yeah. if you're driven by that, you're going to make bad decisions. And you're gonna, you know, you're gonna take that text when you shouldn't, and you're gonna do yeah. those things because it's a stressor, right? And you're feeling it, and you're gonna react to you react to stress, right? Yeah, it the doesn't drive of you. Thinking about just paying for that bill versus getting an unlimited resource pile to watch your child Correct. be healthy, yeah, right, and being able to support that Absolutely. is a different mindset. So now you're working towards uh, the success rather than right the failure. Exactly. Right? So it's a scarcity versus abundance mentality. Yes. So. You're right because you get what you think about because if you Absolutely. think about stress and, things and you, you don't stress. yeah and stress and stress drives a reaction it doesn't drive motivation that's right yeah. right and so whenever you have a stress that's driving it you're going to drive a reaction to that stress not a motivation for an action itself yeah. and so it's a, it's an interesting shift so you know you got to you got to take a second and think about like what what is your why? And if it's something that is actually a negative in your life or something that stresses you out, you may want to think about re redoing that process and really thinking about kind of coming up with something else that's motivating you versus yep. you know, a stressor. And make sure it's fun and puts a big ass smile on your face. Yeah, guys, it's gotta be fun. Big ass smiles are what drives the world and very few people get them and those who want them get them. So just make sure you want them. All right, so recapping, figure out what the simple next level is for your life and i and i mean monetarily right now i need what money income will create the resource pile for you to take your life to the next level and that's mm -hmm. either a deal or two or three or four whatever or five whatever it is for you that's you need to know that number and then you know how many deals you need then step two is the lowest hanging fruit that's humanly possible for you and exhaust that low level and then go up to the next one if you need to you probably don't even though you're going to think you do you don't and then three is time block with urgency, just like if it's a, a medical doctor appointment that you cannot miss, right? It's got to get to that level, guys. And the fourth one is say no to everything else, right? And that's it. And then you're going to watch just the revenue start to flow. Yep. And you're going to watch your schedule be managed. And you're going to watch your lifestyle become manageable. You're going to watch your stress level go down. You're going to watch your income go up. You're going to watch your your goals get reached and big ass smiles come on your face. So that's what it's about. So let's simplify guys and take that to the next level. That's what I want to shout out there today. Yeah, no, I'm with you hundred percent. That is a, that's a good summary and just make sure that once you figure those things out, make sure you're, you have a coach or a business partner or a broker, whoever it is, it's going to help you build this business. Make sure you have them in your life and, and that they understand the skill set that you need. Um, and you know, as always, we're here to be a resource, whether, you know, it's contacting us directly. If you're an agent of ours, obviously we're here for you. 
um, or you know, you want to just check out beginstreet.com, whatever. We're, we create yeah. this for you. So we're here to help in any way. The old adage, it takes a village, is true. Oh, 100%. And we've really created the village. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the fun part. We definitely. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for checking uh, in. Nice blue shirt, by the way. Hey, thank you. That. I really like your blue shirt, too. <laughs> thanks, man. Talk to you guys later. See, See you. See you next time.